Welcome to the Jack Canfield Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of personal growth and inner awakening. I'm Jack Canfield, multiple New York Times bestselling author and a human potential trainer, speaker, and coach for more than five decades. Each episode will bring you new ideas, cutting edge strategies, and inspiring people that will challenge your paradigms and help you unlock your ability to make all of your dreams come true. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Jack Canfield Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Canfield, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this exciting new adventure. Now, you might know me from my having created and co-authored the best-selling Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, or perhaps from my book, The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be, or maybe as a featured teacher in the book and the movie, The Secret. And for the past 40 years, my mission has been to inspire people to firmly believe that they can accomplish anything they set their minds to, and then to empower them with the information, the skills, and the tools they need to make those dreams come true. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you're starting out from. I know from having worked with millions of people around the world, you have the ability to achieve pretty much any goal you set for yourself. And in this podcast series, I'm going to be doing two things to help you do that. First, I'm going to be sharing with you both timeless and universal, as well as cutting-edge breakthrough principles and practices that high achievers and successful people in every field of endeavor use to create breakthrough results in all areas of our lives, both personal and professional, including how to create financial abundance, business and career success, improved athletic performance, relationship performance, both in your family and with your friends, and also how to create greater levels of true happiness true joy, love, and inner peace. Now, most of the time, I'll have a guest, some of who you may have heard about but not had access to, and some who are my friends and colleagues of mine that you might not have heard of, but who have really valuable insights and tools that can take you in your life to the next level. And now, sometimes I'll be talking with best-selling authors like Marcy Shymoff and Joe Vitale and thought leaders like Dr. Joe Dispenza, who have created breakthroughs in our understanding of how to make your journey through life easier with more joy and less struggle and less pain. Sometimes I'll be talking with spiritual teachers like Michael Bernard Beckwith, who you may have seen in the movie The Secret, Hale Dwoskin, who created the Sedona Method, Coot Blackson, talking about the magic of letting go and surrendering, or Zen Cryer DeBruck on how to access trust and follow your inner guidance. I'll also be talking with some of the world's master transformational teachers like Mary Morrissey and Dr. John Martini, and Lisa Nichols about their latest breakthroughs and ideas for living an exciting life. I'm also going to have guests like Anita Morjani, whose near-death experience totally transformed her life. And there's so much wisdom to be gained from people who've experienced life after death and return to tell us the, the wisdom that they've learned. And sometimes I'll be talking with someone like Lynn Twist or with Marianne Williamson about both the challenges and the rewards of living a life as an activist committed to service. And other times, I'll be talking with someone like June Ryan, who's a living example of an ordinary person who has achieved extraordinary success by actively applying the principles of success that have formed the basis of my work for the past 40 years, so that you can see what is possible when you make a commitment to do this work. Now, June, for example, was the first enlisted woman to rise to the rank of Rear Admiral in the Coast Guard. She didn't graduate from the Coast Guard Academy. She went to a community college and then to a state university and college and university, and, and she just enrolled, and she became a rear admiral. 
hadn't happened before. And then she was the first woman to serve as a military advisor to the Secretary of Homeland Security, and then only the third woman to serve as a military aide to the President of the United States. You may have heard of this thing called the football, which is a briefcase that someone carries, which has got all the nuclear codes and all this kind of stuff in it that's always with the president. Someone's always carrying it. She got to be that person. And she credits all of that to a decision she made early in her career to apply what we call the E plus R equals O principle, which I teach and have written about in my book, The Success Principles. E plus R equals O stands for event plus response equals outcome, meaning that everything you're currently experiencing in your life is the outcome or the result of how you responded to an earlier event. And I am really eager to hear you hear Jern's story and then apply that life-changing principle of your life. Because she had, early in her career, a mistake that she made, which normally would end your career in the Coast Guard, but she listened to a tape that I put together. If she can go back to cassette tapes in her car, and she heard about E plus R equals O, and she realized it wasn't this event that had happened that was going to determine the rest of her life, but how she responded to that event. And so she changed her response from one of thinking her career was over to some other things, which you'll learn about when you hear her speaking, that changed her life and will change yours when you learn about it. Now, sometimes the podcast will just be me unpacking a topic like how to discover your true life purpose or how to build your self-confidence or how to effectively use the power of visualization, how to access the power of your subconscious mind, or how to identify, release, and replace the unconscious limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck, things you don't even know about that you decided when you were really young that are below the threshold of consciousness that if you were to release them, actually could allow your life to just take off in a way that would blow your mind. I'm going to be sharing with you that as well. And I want this podcast to be something that addresses your concerns and meets your needs as well as mine and what I think they are. So I'll always be open to hearing from you about what you want to know about, what you want to know more about, who you'd like me to interview, who you'd like to hear from. So we'll have a way to have you share that with us so that we can answer those questions and address the topics that are meaning for you. Now, my goal is to always have you walk away informed, inspired, motivated, and ready to implement something that you've learned. My model of learning of growth has always been what So what, now what? What have I just learned from what I've heard? What does it mean to me in my life? And now what am I going to do to apply it to my life? Because without that, it's just more information. And I often tease people to take lots of notes and you put them on a shelf and you end up with shelf esteem, but you don't have your life changed at all. So we want to make sure that these podcasts actually have an impact to help you get more of what you want in life. So as I said, I want this to be an interactive experience. I'll also be doing these solo episodes where I'll answer your questions, I'll discuss a topic that you suggest, or I'll do a deep dive into one of the success principles that I teach so you can apply it to your life. I want to bring you the information that you want to know, and I want your input, and I want your insights. So you can go to jackcanfieldpodcast.com, and there you'll be able to share your thoughts, your questions, your ideas for future people, and topics that you'd like me to explore in future episodes. Now, since this is our inaugural podcast, I'd like to start by talking today about stepping into the unknown, the power of embracing change and new beginnings, because we're both doing that. You're here because you've got something you want to do that you haven't done yet, something you want to experience you haven't experienced yet, something you want to be you haven't been yet, something you want to perhaps own that you don't own yet. You want more, more of joy, more success, more achievement, more impact. 
But that requires stepping into the unknown. I always tell people that if what you're currently doing would get you what you want, you'd already have it. So we've got to step in to do new things, things that are uncomfortable. You know, I always ask people to fold their hands. Go ahead and do that with me for a moment. Fold your hands. Notice which thumb is on top. Very good. Now, what I want you to do is unfold your hands and move the hands so your other thumb's on top. Don't just move your thumbs, but move all the fingers so your thumbs, the other thumbs are naturally on top. How does that feel? And every time I've done this with live audiences, they say it feels uncomfortable, it feels awkward, it feels weird, it feels strange, it feels wrong. And then I'll ask, what did your body want to do? And the answer I get over it, I'm sure it's yours as well, is I want to go back to the way it was because that's what's comfortable. So go back to the way it was, the original position. And this is why most people never get what they want in life. They stay in their comfort zone. They stay doing the things they're doing over and over and over. They're familiar. One of my friends doesn't call it a comfort zone. She calls it a zone of familiarity. You're familiar with it. But keep doing the same things. You're going to keep getting the same outcome. Two plus two is always going to equal four. So we've got to change that second number called two to three or four to get a number called four or five or six, which is more of what we want. So that's why I want to talk about stepping into the unknown, the power of embracing change and new beginnings. So this is a new beginning with you for this podcast. It's a new beginning for me doing the podcast. Now, you've probably heard the quote that the only thing that's permanent in life is change. Kind of a conundrum. The only thing that's permanent, that doesn't change, is change. But the truth is, it is true that change always happens. And no one can escape the inevitability of change. It's inevitable. Whether it's personal growth, you make a choice to grow. It could be a change in your circumstances. It could be the evolution of technology, like the recent advent and proliferation of AI, of the constantly shifting dynamics of the world, like the COVID pandemic, the impact of climate change, the mass migrations that are occurring in the world because of that. There's massive extinctions that are occurring, species that are going out as the rainforest is being eaten up and so forth. We have overpopulation we have financial instability and political instability that we see in the world everywhere. Uh, just take AI, for instance. Just yesterday, my stepdaughter, who's 28, came into the kitchen, and she shared with me her concern as an artist that AI was now producing better pictures and faster than she could do it. And she showed me some pictures of her PixArt app that she had created of her dog in various settings and various art styles that were, I, that were truly amazing. I mean, it would have taken her days and days to even think of the idea of what came up in a minute and then actually render it. Then she started talking about her father, who was also an artist, who had recently lost some work he had illustrating a children's book. He was supposed to work on some posters. All that got taken over by AI that someone could do on their own. He lost that job. So basically, AI is having an impact on us. And earlier yesterday, one of our Campfield coaches told me that during a staff meeting we had, how she was generating amazing marketing copy in one-fifth the time it would have taken her to do it in a traditional way. She was just putting in what her skills were, the audience she wanted to work with, where they would live, what kind of income they would have, uh, her background, the work she loved, etc. She put all that in there and said, you know, create me a brochure. And sure enough, it spit it out, like in minutes. Now, she had to do a little bit of tweaking, but that would have taken days of work to do on her own. So change is happening all the time in every area of our life. It's constant. And it's often prompting us, willingly or unwilling, to step into the unknown, to try something new, to push yourself and to grow and to adapt in unexpected ways. And by the way, you know, when we talk about evolution, 
Darwin didn't say it was the survival of the fittest, the strongest. That's what we learned in school. At least I did biology and then when we studied all that. He said it's the person, it's the animals and the things. It's the survival of that which is the fit inest, that which adapts the best. It's that which can adapt to the changes. The dinosaurs could not adapt to the changes that happened when the meteorites hit the earth. The polar bears may not survive adapting to what's happening with the climate right now with all the ice caps melting. And so it's our ability to adapt to the world as it changes that gives us the ability to succeed and to live the life we want. So as I said, change is one thing you cannot escape no matter how hard you try. And yet it's often a thing that you find yourself resisting the most. Many of us are afraid of change because it threatens the familiar, throws you out of your comfort zone and challenges you to have to confront uncertainties in your life. Most of us don't like uncertainty. We want certainty. You know, we'd like to have that millions of dollars in our retirement fund so we're certain that we'll have money to live on when we're older. We want to be certain that this book's going to sell, that people like us, that the sales technique's going to work and so forth. Life is full of uncertainties, as you've probably noticed. So I invite you to take a moment right now and think about one or more times when you had the experience of change being thrust upon you. You know, you're going along fine. Everything seems great. Then all of a sudden, you're completely blindsided, maybe by the loss of a job, maybe by your spouse who tells you they want a divorce, maybe by the death of someone you love, or worse yet, by their suicide, maybe by an unwanted pregnancy or a major injury that knocks you off your feet, or maybe by a cancer diagnosis, a friend of mine just got a few days ago, or maybe by a natural disaster like a flood or a fire that destroys your house, or maybe by some person or group who decides to attack you on social media, or maybe your children on social media, or even go so far as to try to cancel you. And we live in this cancel culture now. And here's the thing. Everything I just mentioned is something that actually happened to close friends of mine just in the last couple of years. So these are very real things. They do happen. And so as you can see, change can come in many forms, can be a result of external circumstances that are thrust upon you that you were least expecting. Or it can also be the result of a conscious decision you make when you become dissatisfied with your status quo or some aspect of your life that you find uncomfortable or unfulfilling and you desire something more fulfilling. Or maybe you feel yourself being called to let go of your current life and step into a whole new chapter. Maybe called by your inner guidance or perhaps called by God or a higher power. I just had a friend experience that recently. In either case, change is asking you to step into the unknown, to face this uncertainty, to answer the question, what do I do next? Or sometimes, what do I need to not do next? What do I need to let go of? Which can even be more unsettling. So I want to share with you a couple of principles that I think could help you embrace uncertainty and also move through change with a little more grace, a little more ease. Remember, change is inevitable. Challenges are going to happen. Life always goes on. It occurs. And remember this, by the way, you have survived everything that ever happened to you. Every change that's ever occurred, every challenge you've had, every heartache, every obstacle you face, it, you survived it. You would not be here listening to this. You have the ability to do this. You've done it before. Now, one of the core success principles I teach is called Embrace Change. You can read about it in my book, The Success Principles, if you want to go deeper. But while embracing change is the way to go, it can feel scary. As I said, it requires you to step out of your comfort zone, to let go of what's familiar and secure and 
to venture out into previous uncharted territory, challenges you to confront your fears, to push you out of your boundaries and to step into the unknown. But here's the thing. It's in the unknown, out past your comfort zone, that your greatest opportunities for growth and transformation, that's where they are. It's where they live. And transformation is always available to us. When you're willing to let go of the known and step into the unknown, you can open yourself up to whole new worlds of possibilities. And also, you're going to discover more of the vast potential that exists inside of you. So there's all these other possibilities in the world, but there's also this infinite possibilities inside of you. So let's talk about some of the things you can do when you're faced with change and your life feels uncertain. So I want to share with you some of the ways you can gain clarity and feeling of certainty in these insecure times of change. Now, the first is to remember this fundamental principle. Everything that ever happens in your life is for you, not against you. That's a challenging new concept. It's a new paradigm for a lot of you. Think about that. I'm going to repeat it. Everything that's ever happened in your life was for you, not against you. Everything that's happening in your life is for you, not against you. And everything that will happen is for you, not against you. Now, it doesn't always feel like that. Someone embezzles money from your company. Someone quits and steals your secrets. Someone goes after you on social media, whatever. That challenge, however challenging it is, is ultimately for your benefit. It's happening for you, not to you. And as I said, this is a paradigm shift. But when you start to realize your life and you live your life from this position, the quality of your life will experience change. Think about this. It's happening for your growth. You have to develop new qualities. You have to develop new strengths. You may need to reach out to new people. It's going to force you, if you cooperate with it and don't just like go become a drug addict or drink or go isolate yourself and become super depressed or whatever, but you engage with it, you realize this is an opportunity, then you're going to end up coming out of that stronger. You know, we see movies, we talk about the dark night of the soul. Someone had to go through the dark night of the soul, go through that challenge that they have to come out the other side, whether it's Luke Skywalker in Star Wars or Rocky uh, in the movie Rocky, whatever. There's always this challenge because you take that challenge and you go through it and you confront it and you persist through it, you develop these strengths. So one of the first things I want you to do when you're faced with change is to make the choice to embrace it with a positive mindset. Make the choice, and it is a choice. It's a mental decision to view the change as an opportunity an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to become more resourceful, more skillful, rather than seeing change as an insurmountable obstacle. Now, this might mean reframing your thoughts and focusing on the potential benefits of the situation. So a powerful question to ask yourself is, what's the opportunity that this is? Let yourself sit in that question, meditate on it, brainstorm it with your family, with your friends, with your work team. You know, Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich, one of the premier books I read when I was younger that changed my life, and many people consider it the Bible of success, said every negative event, every failure, every setback, every heartache has within it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. And he also added, most people forget this part, but you have to look for it, and then you have to water it. So you have to look for it, and then you have to water it. So change provides you with this opportunity to develop new skills like asking for support or saying no more, you know, unburdening yourself of too many overwhelming commitments that you've made and running the risk of people's disapproval when you do that. It's going to help you develop new strengths like courage, 
and perseverance or self-discipline, maybe build new networks of support. For example, when the pandemic hit, our company had to develop online training programs and coaching programs. We had to develop more technology skills and new partnerships with companies like Sage, who had this broadcast studio in North Carolina that allowed us to go into the studio where they have like 10 or 12 or 14 huge screen TVs. And I can see all 800 people up on the screen and walk up to them and say, Joe, unmute yourself on the group number two over here. And then all of a sudden I'm talking to Joe in Singapore and it allowed us to break people into small groups. And, you know, we couldn't do that on Zoom, like we had that many people, not something you could do sitting in front of your desktop computer. We had to learn a whole new way of interacting with people. But the good news was and is that we're able to reach more people with our work as people could join us from all over the world without the expense of international travel, of hotel rooms for a week and restaurant meals and all that kind of stuff. So again, everything that seems like an obstacle, a challenge, a setback is an opportunity for you to get stronger, to grow, to develop, to evolve if you embrace it. So if you see it that way and go, oh, this is for me, not against me, let's look and see what I can learn from this. What can I develop from this? What am I being asked to bring forward from inside me? Now, the other thing is to take 100% responsibility when you're going through change. Now, you don't get to determine all of the events in your life like we just talked about that can come out of nowhere. And we're all dealt a lot of different hands. Some of us are born into poverty. Some of us are born into middle class. Some of us are born wealthy. Some of us have life-changing events. You know, we get hit by a car. Maybe we lose the use of our legs and so forth. But we all get to choose how to respond to what has been dealt to you. The hand you dealt doesn't mean you can't still create a great life. So I want to go back and revisit this concept of E plus R equals O for a minute. Everything you're experiencing right now is a result of how you responded to an earlier event. Think about that. Everything you re- you're experiencing is how you responded to an earlier event. Maybe someone said, you should take that class on computer programming, and you did. And all of a sudden, you're in this world now, you can play with AI, you're, you're technically uh, savvy. Maybe you didn't take that class, and now you can't do that. You know, when I was going to school, you only learned to type if you were going to be a secretary. So I didn't learn to type. I still type with two fingers on each hand. So the reality is that had I learned to type, I would be a lot better off. I could still teach myself to do it. I tried that for a while and went back to my two-finger typing. But I've written over 200 books, so it all works. But the point being, we all have these opportunities and we say no to some, yes to some. It affects us. You have three responses to any event in your life. One is the thoughts you think. The second is the images you bring up in your head as a result of it. The third are things you do, things you say or do or things you don't say or do. You hold back. You don't communicate. And so if you want your life to be different, I talked earlier about two plus two will always equal four. But sometimes the world comes along and it does a one. You know, all of a sudden new technology takes your job away or makes it more difficult or the pandemic happens. Now you got zero plus two. You're doing what you used to do. The world's totally different. You're not getting four anymore. You're not making as much money as you made before. You're not as happy. You're not as fulfilled. And it's because you didn't change your response to keep the number up at four. You got to learn new things, new skills, new ways of being, new ways of communicating. And again, that's going to take you out of your comfort zone. So you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable. There was a study done recently at the Pepperdine University in Malibu where they found that the people that were most successful, entrepreneurs, business people, people in athletics, et cetera, were the people who were most willing to be uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable the first time you give a sales presentation. 
It's uncomfortable the first time you ask someone out for a date. It's uncomfortable to put your ideas on paper or in the computer and put them out as a book or a, a podcast or a webinar or an ebook or whatever. And so you have to be willing to risk that discomfort and experience that discomfort. And here's the cool thing. Think back to when you first learned to drive a car, assuming you did. That first hour in that car was pretty uncomfortable, especially like me. I had to learn with a stick shift car. You know, I'm pushing the clutch and the gas and the brake, and I'm not letting the brake out with putting the gas right and pushing the clutch in at the same time, and the car's jerking and so forth. And after I did it for a couple of months, I could drive with one hand, put my arm around my girlfriend over here, double clutch the car, all kinds of things, because I practiced it. First time I gave a talk, it was uncomfortable. Then it got more comfortable. And now I talk to audiences of 10,000 people live and on the internet. Had I started with 10,000 people, I probably would have froze up. But the point is, you can step into your new, how say, step out of the comfort zone. It doesn't have to be huge leaps. You know, it could be baby steps, but you want to keep growing. You know, Bob Dylan said, if you're not busy growing, you're busy dying. And I think that's true. There's no stasis in universe. It's either growing or dying. You get to choose your responses. What I've done, what I'm going to be sharing with you and what the people that are going to be on our podcast are going to be sharing with you are they have studied the responses of successful people. Either they were the successful person, and we'll have people like that that have done amazing things, have discovered those responses in themselves. And then there are people who've studied successful people like Raphael Badziag, who wrote a book called The Billion Dollar Secret, who interviewed 21 billionaires. I'll have him on. And he found out there was a sequence of things, of attitudes, of belief systems, of behaviors that billionaires do. They were common to all of them. And we can learn those. New set of responses. They're learnable. So anyway, E plus R equals O. This is going to be about the responses of successful, happy, spiritually fulfilled, relationally fulfilled, healthy people. And you can learn those responses as well. Now, another thing you could do when you're faced with change or the prospect of a coming change is to intentionally learn new skills. These are new R's as well, obviously, new responses. And if the change you're experiencing involves moving into unfamiliar territory, take the time to consider what skills or knowledge might help you to navigate your new situation or your new environment. This could be learning a new software program for a new job or just to deal more effectively with the changing world, like with AI we talked about. For example, I just signed up for a course for entrepreneurs and executives to learn how to use AI to stay in a creative state of flow, and then also how to develop an AI virtual assistant to handle the non-essential parts of my job. Now, it could be learning a new communication skill that you need to learn to help you in a relationship with your wife, your spouse, your children. You know, for example, when I learned about the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman and started applying the right love language to the people closest to me, my wife and my key employees, I experienced major breakthroughs in our relationships. My love language is nurturing touch. So I feel loved the most when I'm being touched, I'm being hugged, when I'm holding hands, when I'm getting massaged and so on. And my wife's Inga's love language is quality time, which I hadn't known before. So being hugged is not a big deal at all to her. In fact, I had a teacher how to hug me, so I was satisfied. Like, honey, count to 20 before you let go, because I like a long, nurturing hug. It just wasn't part of her repertoire, because it wasn't her love language. And her love language being quality time, she needs to be able to talk and have me listen with undivided attention until she's finished and feels completely heard. 
And when she receives that, she feels love. So learning to speak her language, like learning to speak French instead of me speaking English, we were able to connect more. And she does the same thing with me now. When I had young children for the first time, which was certainly a major change for not having children, those of you who've experienced that, you know what I mean, reading and practicing something called reflective listening that I learned from the book, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk, that was a real game changer for me and my wife. So again, learning new skills can be really important. Another important success principle that I write about, teach about, is called Commit to Can I, C-A-N-I, Constant and Never-Ending Improvement. And when you're constantly working on improving yourself and your skills so that you'll be better prepared when faced with uncertainty, you're going to be able to show up with more confidence and more competence at the same time and be able to produce more of the results you want. I mentioned the book, The Billionaire Secret. What we found in that, or what Raphael found, I wrote the forward for his book after he found it, but what he found was that billionaires are all readers. Billionaires, I was surprised by this too, they all meditate. You know, 81-year-old guy in China makes most windshields for cars in the world, meditates every day, exercises every day, reads every day. So again, there are, there are habits that we can develop that are habits of success. Now, I grew up in West Virginia. It's a coal mining state, steel mill state. And I would have to say people down there were slow to respond to the clear change that they saw coming. Or maybe they didn't want to see it, they resisted it, which was the world was moving away from fossil fuels. And instead of learning new skills, uh, when the coal mines are going to shut down or did shut down, uh, how to build new businesses, how to attract new investment capital, they resisted it. They're still resisting it today with Joe Manchin as a senator from down there. And a lot of them complaining about and attacking uh, the green energy initiatives. And obviously, you know, we're not going to get there overnight. There's a lot of change that needs to happen, a lot of new education and support. But when you resist change and you don't get the new R's and you keep doing the same old thing that doesn't match the new event called we're living in a different world, then you get stuck. And there's a lot of pain that happens as a result of that. So I've seen that firsthand in the state I grew up in. Now, another thing I found invaluable in my own life and the life of my students and clients during times of change is to up-level your self-care. So important. What often happens when we get stressed out with change is we end up doing things that are less good. We start drinking more. We start eating to numb out our pain or anxiety. We don't get enough sleep. We uh, don't exercise the way we should, etc. So self-care includes a number of things. And I don't expect you to do all of these at once, but start thinking about taking better care of yourself. Just start with little baby steps. Pick one and do it. Eating healthier is one thing getting more sleep. I'm not going to bed now. I'm going to bed about a half hour earlier than I used to go to bed, drinking more water. I'm exercising more. Uh, you can engage in any kind of movement, whether it's walking, cycling, swimming, doing cardio work, resistance training. Getting massages is also good. Setting boundaries and saying no more so you actually have time to take care of yourself. Delegating more, asking for help meditating, doing breathing exercises, practicing mindfulness, doing yoga. And this one is really important. Doing things you love to do, things that are fun, things that you just get thrilled to do. My wife and I play ping pong. We play Scrabble. Uh, we're probably going to pick up pickleball. I'm putting a uh, bocce ball court into my, I have a three acre piece of property. And we used to have horses and the last horse died and we decided we're not going to do it anymore. 
but I have this corral and we're going to put in a uh, bocce ball court because I love, I was in France and we were playing that at this villa where we stayed as guests some some friends of ours. And so I'm doing just more things I love to do and more things that make you laugh. For instance, it's the only thing I listen to on Sirius XM radio now are the five comedy channels. And instead of focusing on the negative news, I used to listen to CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and all of that, which was just negative, 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 negative news. It wasn't making me happy. Doing things that you love to do and you're good at, or doing things you love to do and getting better at them, like playing the guitar, learning to play the piano, uh, these are all things that are going to help you with self-nurturing. As I said, you're not going to do all of these things at once, but start to integrate them into your life. And the best time to start anything is now. You know, they always say, when was the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago, you could get the shade of it now. When's the second best time? Now. So whether you're in the middle of a big change or not, just lean into starting to think about what could I do to create some change in the area of self-nurturing. One of the things I teach is called the hour of power. It doesn't have to be an hour, it could be the half hour of power. But I divide an hour up into morning, 20 minutes of meditation. And in that meditation, I include my affirmations, my visualization, and a gratitude exercise for a few moments, being grateful for the things that I have in my life. Then 20 minutes of reading something uplifting, and not a novel, but something like a self-help book, a spiritual book, a psychological book. And then 20 minutes of vigorous exercise, which usually turns into longer than that now because I'm, I'm enjoying it more the more I do it. And as I said, in The Billion Dollar Secret, I found that the billionaires were doing that in their life. Now, this has become a big focus of my life. During the pandemic, I sat in front of my computer way too long. Uh, someone once said, during the pandemic, you either became a drunk, a chunk, or a hunk. I became the chunk. <laughs> I got out of shape. I'm doing much better now. I've lost, I went from 236 to 222. I want to get down to 195. So I've been losing about a pound and a half a week. So again, find that thing that's going to be enjoyable for you to do. And if you're going to exercise, do something enjoyable. I found for me, if I exercise with my wife, it's more fun. If I go running with someone, it's more fun. If I play a sport with someone, like I used to play racquetball after work every day, that was a fun. I couldn't wait to go there different than maybe going out for a run all by yourself. Now, another thing I've been doing is at the end of my shower, I turn it to the absolute coldest it could be. And I sing the Star Spangled Banner twice, which <laughs> gives me a length of time I want to be sitting there shaking and freezing. But what it does, it releases something called shock proteins in your body. And it wakes you up on a very, very high level and gets you in a very stimulated space. So there's things like that. You can type in the word Wim Hof, W-M. And then the last name, H-O-F-F, you can learn more about that. He's a guy that teaches about that. And then finally, another thing you could do to nurture yourself during change is find ways to laugh. I mentioned I'm listening to a lot of comedy. My daughter is now doing stand-up comedy. Someone very shy, I was surprised. So I listen to at least 15 minutes. If I'm not in my car, which I'm not in every day, I'll, I'll turn on YouTube and I'll just find some comedian, Dave Chappelle, John Panette, and I just laugh for 15 minutes. And that's something you could do as well. One last thing about this, and that's stay connected. Times of change, it's easy to withdraw and isolate yourself. However, it's really important to stay connected and find support. Reach out to your friends, reach out to family, join support groups. You know, this could mean talking about your experiences and your feelings with your friends and your family, really being honest and open about what's going on with you, seeking advice from mentors. 
working with a coach, joining and creating a mastermind group, joining programs with like-minded people or professional associations like uh, BNI, Business Network International, or local meetup groups that you can join, or even reaching out if you need to to professionals like a psychologist or psychiatrist if you're really struggling. And studies have shown that social connection leads to improved mental well-being, stronger immune systems, better heart health, and a greater sense of purpose. And as you're going through the pandemic, which you are having a stronger immune system is really important, yet we were all told to hunker down at home, many of us alone. So again, reaching out even on social media, connecting continually with people, really, really important. It's also shown to release something in your body when you're connecting with people called oxytocin, which can lead to decreased stress and anxiety biologically. And the opposite has also been studied. For example, low social interaction has been shown to be detrimental to your health, actually similar to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So if you spend a day alone, feeling alone, you might as well smoke a pack of cigarettes that day. It's also more harmful than not exercising and twice as harmful as being obese, which is also not a great thing to be. But this loneliness is a huge pandemic, if you will, in our culture. So have the courage to reach out. All right, so what I want you to do right now is take a moment and as you reflect back on all the things I've just been sharing with you, what comes to top of mind about one thing that you could do to embrace a change or changes that you're facing right now? Can you reframe it in your mind and see it as an opportunity and reflect on what that opportunity might be? Is it to reach out to someone and ask for advice, counsel, or help? Maybe someone you've been thinking about, but you just haven't picked up the phone or reached out to them? Is it to increase your self-care by maybe watching less TV and getting more sleep, exercising more, eating better, drinking less alcohol, scheduling more fun or more time with friends, saying no to someone? So I want to invite you to pick one thing that you'd be willing to do starting today before you go to bed, wherever you are, to put one of these ideas into action, just taking one micro baby step, like committing to 10 minutes of meditation every morning. I'm going to be doing it right now after this podcast is over. Going to bed 30 minutes earlier, going on a 20-minute walk after dinner. But choose something. Remember we said what, so what, now what. This is the now what portion of this. All right. As we come to the end of this first episode, I want to mention again just why I'm starting this podcast. You know, it was in the spirit of embracing change and stepping into the unknown that I decided to launch this new platform. And for the past five decades, I've been helping people through writing books, conducting live seminars and trainings and workshops, and creating online courses. But the world has changed, and I've also changed. And I felt it was time for me to embrace this new medium of communication called podcasts. And this is one of the ways that I'm choosing to connect with all of you more personally, more authentically, more vulnerably about my life, my struggles, what I'm working with, what I'm doing, what's working for me, what hasn't worked for me. And also an opportunity to have meaningful conversations with people that I know and love who have interesting and important messages to share that can help you. And also with new people that I've always wanted to meet and talk about their work with them. So in the episodes to come, we'll be delving into many more aspects of how to create and sustain a happy and fulfilling life, how to maximize and experience the expression of your full potential, and how to successfully navigate this ever-changing, ever-evolving world. And I'm delighted that you've joined to join me on this journey. Well, that's it for now. And if you found this episode helpful and you're looking forward to future episodes, I want to encourage you to let your friends and family know about this podcast. 
And if you have a moment, it'd be great if you could leave a comment or a rating or a review on whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on. Your support really does make a difference as we're getting this off the ground. And if you have any feedback or questions or requests or ideas for future episodes, people you want me to interview, topics you want me to go into, success principles you'd like me to unpack for you, just go to jackcanfieldpodcast.com to share them. And I look forward to hearing from you. So stay tuned for our upcoming episodes and make sure to remember that whatever change you may be facing now or in the future is ultimately happening for you and not to you. So remember to embrace it and use some of the things you've learned today to work in harmony with it. Take good care of yourself until next time. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. That's it for now. Now, if you found this episode helpful, please let your friends and your family know about this podcast. And if you do have a moment, leave us a comment or a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on right now. And for even more, you can go to jackcanfieldpodcast.com where you'll find today's summary and show notes, including a list of web links to get all the resources and any free things mentioned during the episode. And while you're there, let me know what you think by sending in your feedback or any requests for topics you'd like to see me address in the future shows. Simply go to jackcanfieldpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, keep pursuing your dreams.